Just enough to fill the gun on the holster Out on the balcony, filling on the breeze City skylines, we're puffing on some trees Cup of honey on the rocks with the soda Made back, front of the building with the chauffeur And he waiting on me Got umbrella in his hands and my name in the seats No gift, baby, no thanks No chinchillas, baby, so what happened to Frank? No phone calls, transactions hand in hand Give the drugs to Rick, the money to Benny Banks Talk to crazy, he talks to me Keep my business out the streets It's the ART, uh Exactly. Uh, exactly. I respect that. You believe in the law of attraction? Mm-hmm. She believes in the law of Jayla. Then if you believe in the law of attraction, then you know you can manifest whatever you want in there. Oh, I proved we my are, point last we week. It's something we cannot talk about. But I just say, we'll talk about I proved my point and manifestation is real. It's always Welcome real. That's why I'm sitting to, right here. Yeah, that's real. Welcome to the show. Well, Grace Boogie's here. Jayla's here. I'm here. What is uh, it? What time is it? Mike we Spanish. Piazza. It's 11 minutes late. 11 Mama. minutes late. Yeah. And it's because we're, Jayla was late. So. We, don't ap- we don't apologize. We just appreciate y'all for understanding. Get used to it, man. Creator of Universal Mind Control. Uh, my, I was about, you see, I almost fucked up the brand right there. You know, it's funny. <laughs> the brand name is Universal Mind Fuck. Fuck. But since day one, because of common. Control everybody's been controlled enough or at least conditioned to know what universal mind control is. So, you know, universal mind fuck is, is the brand is here. He's in the building. Yo. First of all, let's talk about his, his collection of Funkos behind him. Yo, I got my Funkos too. Don't make me pull my bag out. That's a, that's an impressive collection. That's a nice creative I mean, little space right there. I like that. Half of it is about to go to storage, my brother. Honestly, like it, <laughs> it's too. This started during quarantine and has, and became my quarantine process to you know deal with the craziness of quarantine. But how do you how do you pick your Funkos though? Because um, I feel like everybody has a different like the people that I know are really into it. There's different methods to their like where they're going with this. Yeah, like my shit is, your, my shit is like, what's your number value. one attraction? Growth and value. That's that's really what I care about, honestly. Like once I started paying attention, obviously Funkos have been around. I've known what toys are my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I understood the value of these pieces, similar to what you know Beanie Babies at one point were, but the value in this plastic, then and that's really when I started collecting it. Like I didn't pay attention to it. For the first, what, seven years of the brand, eight, ten years maybe of the brand, because it started around like 2015, I think, if not 2012. I got phone calls that I've gotten out of the country. That's amazing, and they they mean something because you've you've gotten it and you remember that story. I've got a pin board back there, probably with like 70, 80 pins that I've gotten around the world, basically, like not world because I've been to like Mexico, DR, shit like that, but. <laughs> around the country like every uh i had a job they used to have me travel and for two years i a year and a half i traveled the country i traveled i went to mexico a bunch of shit and everywhere i went one of my trinkets would be uh, a pin from my hat which is ironic because i don't have i don't have anything on but 
I have like 60 pins, some of them from Mexico, some of them from LA, some of them from San Fran. And, and I'll, I'll see that collection of pins on that board and I'll know that this is basically like a little map and these pins come from this part of the world and, and it brings me back to all the memories of, of those transactions, basically. I do fridge magnets. And... I got magnets too, but only squared magnets, don't you? Of course, for the, for the symmetry. I have, I have different types. Like, the they symmetry. all have to be squared. That's my one thing. So they're not all squared, but it is. it revolves around the place that I went to. So um we got like one that's from Greece and I think it's uh it was actually from Athens and it's a gladiator one. But it's not squared. It's just I think it's made out of bone too, which is fire. Probably uh, a die cut, like a like mm-hmm. it's a original shape. Out of crazy bone. <laughs> out of what bone? Yeah. I, I wouldn't see bone. Being, being real bone. Yeah, like whose bones is in there? Slaves' bones. Now, <laughs> wow! See? Damn, you really said that on, on this episode. I don't, I don't know what's going on. That's number, that's lucky number ninety-seven, right? Ninety-seven, ninety-seven. Uh, ninety-seven. Yeah, you saw, and I'm buck wild, right? Right? Yo, let's get to know Isaac, and then we got some crazy topics to talk about. So let's, let's talk about universal mind fuck, not universal yes. mind control. Yeah, uh, how'd that come about? Uh, Universal Mindfuck started for me um, a long time ago. It started probably in my teens, like always being complimented for the way I look and what I had on. Um, and then, like, like I a told more you, stylish craze boogie, by the way. Yo, seriously. I mean, <laughs> different style, but yeah, it's more stylish. I feel like yeah, look like an LA hipster right I now. I got my kimono on, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I freaking love you, Craze. I swear. You have fucking Mono on right now. I just, I just met him 15 minutes ago. Yo. Um, but yeah, man. So you me. were saying, yeah. The brand, the brand, the brand Universal Mindfuck um, has a lot of dope fucking designs. You do, are, you, are you doing all the designs yourself? At the moment, yeah. Um, before, I, I had a, a, a design I was working with exclusively. So, um, I came up with the actual name Universal Mindfuck in um, 2011, approximately. No, excuse me, 2009, approximately. Um, when me and my, my boy Francis was sitting at a kitchen table trying to like figure out what our lives is going to be after college. And I sat down and was like, every brand right now is like a three-letter brand. You got LRG, you got ROC, you got BBC, you got XYZ. So what's going to be, you know, eye-catching um to make you look at it so i started at that point in my life i used to say mind fuck after everything because i was into the conspiracies youtube and all that shit so i feel like my mind was fucked everything about me that i thought was me from hip-hop to to my clothing to culture I, i was like whoa i've been trained to think and feel this way like this shit scared and confused the shit out of me so I felt like everything was a mind fuck, everything being universal. So in a, in a, if you think back on cartoons in like the Warner Brothers stage, everything is Acme brand. So yeah, yeah everything is Acme brand for a reason. And it's one so that they don't give money to any like a company out of royalty or whatever the case is. And two is so that you get acclimated to that so much that you know what that is. And when you see Acme now, you revert back to Warner Brothers. Yeah. So 
I wanted to create something to that extent. And the letters that came to mind was UMF, which when you read it says, Oomph, which means nothing. But then it, it creates its purpose, which is to make you wonder what the fuck it means. And now what's UMF? UMF is universal mindfuck. And now everybody's like, whoa, because the word fuck is in it. But then once you hear like, okay, what's universal mindfuck now? And then basically universal mindfuck is what I just finished saying. Everything around you is set up to mindfuck you. Now it's your choice and your job to ask what is it, what's happening, and why is it happening? And if you get any of those three uh, questions answered, then you know one more thing than what everybody else is doing. And now you've broken a barrier in being, you know, a sheep, a robot or whatever, a consumer. And now you are elevating yourself to something else. So the point of the brand was to think. And that's why the logo of the brand is a brain and it has its eye. It doesn't have its necessarily third eye only. It has its own eye. It can see for itself the mind. And that's what I wanted people to understand. And that's what I appreciate that. That one was created by my original designer, whose name is Jevin. I I was working with Jevin for probably like the first three or four years of the brand. And we, you know, like humans do, we fall out. Um, But we fell out because he felt like we were UMF and I felt like I was UMF. And in the very beginning, I, I didn't understand it. Now I obviously see that as control. I wasn't, UMF was my baby, my creation. And like I said, I created it with my boy, my best friend at a table and we were supposed to do it together. And then I was dealing with some depression and he told me, I don't really believe in you enough to believe in the brand that you want to do. So I was like, oh shit. And Mm. then a few other things, and that's real. And those are those moments where it's like, what the fuck are you going to do? You're going to be scared or mad at the person who told you truth, or are you going to do something about it? And then I was telling Rick, like I had a bunch of crazy shit happen to me. Um, Am I blank screen right now? No, 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 no. We can see. Oh, I forgot because my bad. It's a little, the other little, one is you can't see. We can only see this one. <clears throat> yeah. That's fine. As long as I don't look like a black screen that says Isaac only. Anyways, I had a bunch of crazy shit happen to me and I was dealing with a situation specifically that was going to make a break. me. And I was like, shit, I got this idea that can make me. And this person is telling me that they don't believe in me and that they don't believe in a future because I don't believe in myself and I don't believe in my future, which I didn't because I was dealing with depression. And that's what depression does. It allows you to not, you know, help yourself. It allows you to be comfortable in, in nothing. And it allows you, I feel like it, it's, um, what's the word? Uh, it, it allows you to be complacent. Yeah. But it also, it, it's a luxury. That's the word I was thinking about. Uh, depression is a luxury. And it sounds scary to say that, but like mean, but like when you're depressed, you spend the most money uh, on things that don't fill you up. You spend the most money on food, on drugs, on things that you think are going to make you happy, but don't really do anything. And you just, you know, you figure it out. And what you don't understand is, like I was telling Jayla, is it's the law of attraction. When you want something and you think about it hard enough in a positive sense, even if you're dealing with negativity, that positivity is going to come to you. So if you are depressed at your most state, but you tell yourself, I need to pop 10 fucking Zans a day, 
those Tanzanians are going to appear regardless of if a pill costs 30, 40, 50 dollars. I don't know how much they have scores, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's going to appear. And some people have that type of drug habit and they'll be able to feed that drug habit because the law of attraction is working in their favor. And they just need to understand that if they refocus that energy to something that was positive in themselves, then they could be great in anything. Was your and boy that, was your boy telling you that kind of like your click? Was that like he's my best? Right. He was my best friend. Like out, out of my, I want to say like four or five male best friends, because I don't have OGs. Like I don't have a mentor. I have right. a a very like few group of of men that I respect enough to like call them my friends or brothers. Like outside of my mm-hmm. blood brother. Like I grew up in a family who my father was in my life, but you know a Dominican man and he he raised me how he could raise me and I love him to this day and you know I grew up to be the best man I could be but my my friends obviously are your influences and I tried to surround myself with influences because what he told me was your your family is your real friends your friends are never your real friends because when you're in a situation they'll leave you or blah 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 and obviously that will always happen in 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 some sense but when you find somebody who you cannot speak to for a year or a, day or a couple of weeks and the relationship is the exact same as when y'all talk every single day or every couple of minutes, then that's somebody who you kind of have more of a relationship with than somebody that you think you need to speak to every couple of seconds in order for you to feel connected with them. No, that's facts, man. I feel like that's... A lot of that shit, you know, resonates with, with me and Rick because we know each other... You know, whole lives, bro. You know, really over thirty, um, over thirty. But yeah, so when he told me that, it 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 kind of made me realize, like, oh shit, if if the dude who's heard me crying about my sadness and literally didn't judge me enough to be like, yo, you a bitch, mm-hmm. like you are less than a man. If he didn't see me as less than a man, um, when I was crying, but then didn't believe in me because of the overall sadness that he continued to see. I had to understand, like, yo, I got to do something different. So, uh, so he graduated. I started doing the brand um, in 2011, which would be like two years after the, the name was thought up. And I did my first T-shirt on on using clip art with designs that meant nothing, but I feel like people bought them because they were buying into me and the energy that I was putting out. So, I, I eventually doing sales, I learned that you don't sell products you sell yourself in 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 product and whether you're doing retail or you're doing high-end retail or you you know are car salesman you can sell a lamborghini if you can sell a lamborghini but some people can't because they feel like they can't but if you know you can sell a lamborghini you're going to sell 100 lamborghinis and that's all that's the difference and that's the difference in people not straight up bro that's that's game right there, yo. But you said that um the one of the things that led you was the conspiracy theories on yeah. YouTube. Uh, I want to ask, do you believe uh, in Q? In Q and on, are you a Q and on? And what could, and what and what and what uh construct? In in that, there's a guy and and that there's a, I'm sorry. In that there's like a guy called Q. That was exposing these government secrets, and that foretold this prophecy of Donald Trump being the savior from the cabal of 
yeah, pedophiles and stuff. Okay, so you basically are repeating verbatim what they believe. All right, I just wanted to make sure what it was. So, do I believe in QAnon according to that definition? Absolutely not. Do I believe in QAnon as a conspiracy theory? Absolutely, because it's obvious. And so, like, um, I'm a person who didn't hate Donald Trump, as crazy as that sounded, throughout the what was it, eight years? Four. He was four. four yeah. Oh. Okay, right. perfect. One so time. you see how crazy that shit is? I thought it was eight years. So but that's um, just how you every day you woke up with anxiety when he was the president. No, I didn't. Yeah. I woke up with anxiety when he became president. Yeah, I left. I, mean. I left that anxiety by year two or three, and a part of that was because my mentality was different. Therefore, my life was different. By the second or third year of his presidency, I had gotten a job. Um, well, he became president what twenty sixteen. Yeah. All right. Cool. So 2015, I broke up with a shorty. Uh, 2015, I learned how to do embroidery. 2016, I left that job that taught me how to do embroidery. Um, right? No. Anyways, I learned how to do embroidery. Then after learning how to do embroidery, I joined with a job that, um, like I said, flew me around the world. Yeah. And with that, I saw everything. Like, So why don't you hate Trump? Or why... Why you saw it differently than other people? Because like I say, when my mentality changed, everything changed. So when you are focusing on your dislike of Trump, what happens is more things to make you dislike Trump. If what he does doesn't bother you, not even indifferent, you have to express positivity towards the things he does, not the negativity that he does, but just overall, the man that is Donald Trump. I did not hate Donald Trump and I did not want him to die as a human. But did I think that uh, Mexicans are rapists? Absolutely not. And never, because I've been to Mexico four times and I'm sitting right here, you know, with amazing stories to tell you from the great people that I met um, and a bunch of other examples of the shit that he said. But nah, like if the energy towards a person is not negative, then you have no negativity that's going to be sent back towards you. So that's the issue that when everybody's hating Donald Trump, what you're creating is negative energy. And that negative energy is going to come back to you tenfold, even if it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. You might have a car accident. You might get your car stolen. You might get your car broken into. And then later on, you're going to be like, yo, fuck Donald Trump. He just fucking did some other dumb shit on TV. And then right after that, something else negative might happen to you. And you think like your life is fucked up. But no, you're you're spewing negativity about something. Therefore, negativity is coming back to you. I mean, I see your point. I used to be someone that uh, mentally was never there. And I felt like everything was a snowball effect, you know. But in my teenage years, if something, if I felt like, oh, my God, you know, I got two tickets in in a week or whatever. And then, you know, my car got broken into. I I would start to feel like, yo, the world is against me. But as I got older. Was it Don Dinero crazy? I said happiness is something that. You gotta be happy with yourself, no matter what. So I, I view things like yeah, that. I, like I mean, I I agree with with that sentiment. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like the, there's a difference though for me in like um, being happy with yourself and wanting positive, putting positivity out, and also like co-signing, you know, like some whack shit. I feel like Donald Trump shit was whack. You know, a lot of the shit that happened during his presidency was fucking trash for people that look like us. And so my feeling about him as a person, president, whatever, like you roll it into whatever it is, is is based in like shit that was going on. 
right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I feel like what, I, I, what I'm getting from your, your statement is the positivity, I think, is definitely key for your life. Yes. For sure. But I mean, I still feel I know, you need to. I don't check know if I really would say that I don't fuck, that I that I fuck Donald Trump unnecessarily. I don't think Isaac said he's fucking with Donald Trump. I think but. you have to be indifferent. I had to learn because well, was- that's what I'm saying. Well, you I think that you're talking about Florida, though, Jayla, though. Uh, like, huh? indifference. indifference. The thing is that indifference is no energy, and no energy doesn't right. exist. There is either positive or negative energy, and, and energy doesn't like, energy doesn't get created. It's it's only transfer. Listen, my my dad and my brother both voted for Trump, and they're very 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 pro Trump. And oh, for Florida. me and my mom, that was a huge issue, and that and created a rift for no reason. Sat, we sat and had to have conversations about why being where they're from and what they've had to go through and what they've struggled with. Why did they see a different perspective? And it was a, a realization. Again, everybody has their own opinions and it's not a reflection. I think everybody is, is allowed to have their own opinions. I think that's what makes us humans period. I think that I don't a hundred percent agree on everything, but I did get to the point where I understood where now a lot of the stuff they were saying, I'm starting to see what they meant because of where we're at right now with the current presidency. And it's a little scary because now we're talking about a nice perception and cover up the world of Instagram versus what reality is and what what we're not even being told about right now. So there's a lot of little Mm, things where I I can't. What are are we talking about? First of all, I I think this, hold on. The the reason that when the problem is this, right? Donald Trump used to use Twitter constantly. So he was like news all the time, just because Joe Biden is not there 25 doesn't yes there's things that are going on that are going on wrong I don't think it has to do anything with him being on social media I don't think I honestly it don't. does because he was first of all what he would do is he would immediately tweet some stupid shit and yeah. then that would be news I'm sorry and when I interject about that I'm sorry but they shouldn't interject? be on fucking social media their job is to run this country not to be on can fucking I, and I agree tweeting. with you I'm sorry Jay Lambert can I please interject no disrespect um that's what the word Donald Trump just did. And I want you and I, I want you to understand. Wait, and I want you to understand the power that you basically just gave that man in this exchange. The question was, do you believe in QAnon? That's what and I was going to say. I didn't bring it up. I know. Exactly. But I brought it <laughs> up. And, and listen, <laughs> I brought him up. And what I said was not that I agree with him, but that I don't want negative for him. And that. I didn't. I, do. Agree. I think I think he's whack. I think I, I don't. I don't want negative for but him. But I, I don't. I don't want good for him. I don't, I don't want. want no. I don't but want. That's no. why I'm saying indifference. Indifference isn't a transfer of energy. If anything, it is negative. If you believe, if you believe that there's a, a inter, that there's a, a national network Cabal. Cabal. of Hollywood elites that are eat babies uh, or drink the blood or whatever. Okay, um, I'm gonna tell you like Donald this. Trump was the savior. I like that's all his role was let that. Me, I don't I, let me tell you like his this. presidency, all that stuff. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm I got it. I got it. I got I understood the question, and it's gonna bring me back to my clothing. And it's the reason why I started making my clothes. Okay, so when I realized everything was set up to mind, fuck you, right? I, I got this passion to start doing this. I got these t shirts that mean nothing, but people buying into me. 
I did the first two t-shirts and Jevin ended up buying one of those t-shirts. Um, when he bought those t-shirts, he said, yo, I know how to draw. Mind you, he didn't know how to do graphic designing. He was probably like a freshman in college at that point. So uh, what he told me was, I can make your ideas come to life. So he made some of my ideas come to life and some of his ideas come to life. And I understood his perspective to be connected to my perspective. So we made from, I went from selling um, six t-shirts and making that money to selling um, 30 t-shirts and taking that money. And when I made those 30 t-shirts, I made like 60 t-shirts. When I made those 60 t-shirts, you know, I, I did all these things, these small things in a matter of like three or four weeks. And when I was able to gain that type of momentum, like energy wise, I gained up the courage after the semester ended, you know, and summer was about to come. My last year of college was about to come and I was supposed to, I was supposed to get an internship because I was a business major. So um, I went to a clothing store, which was like the only clothing store in Buffalo, New York called Crud Mart. And and at that time, it was owned not by the original owner, who was no disrespect, but a white guy. And I had gone in there and tried to get a job before, but he didn't like see me and get me. But this guy was from he was a, a very chubby, uh, light skinned mixed guy, but he was from the hood. He had a past and he saw my energy and understood my energy and he didn't give a shit about the product and he didn't give a shit about the in- internship. He was like, I'll give you an internship and you can sell your clothes in my store and you get all the money from it. And I was like, wow. what the fuck are you talking about? And it went from me doing that for uh, like six months and him saying to me, yo, I'm about to sell this store. You want to buy it? And I'm like, what you mean? Do I want to buy this store? I can't afford this store. I'm, I haven't even finished college yet. And he goes, all right, I respect that. And just so anybody knows, his name is Lance, Lance K. So um, ironically, he owned the brand name Crudmark, no relation. So he tells me, do you want to buy this store? And I say, I can't afford it. And I couldn't afford it because my goal wasn't to own the store. It, my goal was to have a successful brand at the time. And that's what I was trying to do. And to me, I was having a successful brand within my first six months. I had sold uh, probably like 300 T-shirts and sweaters. I had gotten uh, into a store in the city that I was selling my products out of. I had gotten my clothes on a celebrity, which was Stevie Johnson, an NFL football player. He was on um, receiver, yeah. he was on ESPN during the NFL lockout with, with an outfit decked out to my T-shirt. And, and he got it. Like he saw me and he was like, your shit is a brain and it's pink. And at that point, Stevie was just thinking outside the box. He was, he is a different individual. So he saw it and it clicked with him, just like it clicked with everybody in my college that got it. And he wore it on ESPN and I couldn't capitalize off that because I wasn't in a position to, even if he gave me a shout out, you know what I mean? Not because I didn't have a website because I've had a website since I was probably like a month or two old and I've been doing this for 10 years and I haven't always had a website, but I've had websites and I still got a website right now. It's universalmindfuck.com or I made it.com. I E Y E M A D E I T.com. And I do that. Like I build websites for people. Whenever somebody has, I got a brand that I got a concept of and 
instead of trying to capitalize them and charge them a thousand dollars for some shit that I'm just going to build for them on Shopify, I just charge them a few hundred dollars and I teach them how to use it. And I teach them, you know, how to, how to not how to sell product because that's on you, obviously. But mm-hmm. I teach you what a platform is to sell your product at least you and how to try it. to understand it. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I try to do. And that's what my passion is outside of just trying to better myself. Like Francis is incredibly successful with his brand in Perico Limited. And oh, he's yeah. going to go, he's going to, God bless you. He's going to go global me, huh? and, and around the world a few times. So there's no limit to his success until he puts a limit to it. The same as I, the same as anybody else. When you tell yourself, I can't do this or I can't do that then you can't do that because you've allowed yourself not to do that. Whether it's trying to learn something in school, whether it's trying to learn something in life, whether it's an experience, it's always the same shit. So when it came to, to me and the guy telling me, yo, you want to buy this store? I said, no. So I went from the intern to within six months, I started um, doing their website. So I would run crudmart.com. And at that point, I was using Big Cartel, which is uh like the most basic website creation platform no disrespect to them um that you could use and they used uh magenta or magento which is kind of more html formatted and i didn't go to school for html because when i went to school for business i never paid attention to classes that i was actually going to i barely went to school i barely went to class and um i had to learn and she taught me how to do what I needed to do to make the website function. And I learned it and I learned it probably like in a week or two. And I was like, Oh shit, I didn't go to school for this, but I just learned how to run this website enough to be able to manage their sales. And a new owner came in and me and the owner had issues, um, you know, back and forth, typical shit. Like I was young. He, he didn't like that. I was cool. And he wasn't like simple shit. And I don't mean that to sound egotistical. Like, again, no disrespect, but he was like this tiny little frail white boy from Buffalo who always had money. And he was like not a handsome man, in my opinion. (laughs) So, you know, like he sees me, my energy, and he's like, he thinks I'm going to be, yeah, he thinks I'm going to be combative with him and I'm respectful to him. And it makes it even more angry, which is like something that I encountered in the corporate world. Like when you see somebody who has a greater energy than you and, and you feel like they're supposed to challenge you and they don't, like it makes you even more confused or it makes them more confused. But um, eventually, like after running his website for, um, I want to say like eight months, close to a year, um, I stopped working at the store and I was like, damn, what the fuck am I going to do? My clothes is here. Like, mm. like I, f- I just finished school already. Um now I don't have my college crowd to hustle my t-shirts to. I got to go strictly to websites basically, because even when I go back to campus, I feel like a weirdo not going to class and being like the old nigga who left campus. Oh, excuse my language. The old guy who left campus. We'll and, talk about that in a little bit. Go ahead. <laughs> so be, uh, being the old guy who left campus and still coming back to, you know, hustle his stuff. So I thought, what, what the hell is going to be my next move? And, my boy who owned the clothing store had moved into debt collection. So he explained to me kind of like the process, the legalities of it. And 
um, he had opened up a call center, basically. In Buffalo. So you know yeah. there's a movie about this. Actually, you know the reason like for that, right? Because they're, um, I don't know if it's the Erie County or what the specifics are anymore because I've forgotten them. Um, I've also forgotten like F- FDCPA regulations. <laughs> but um, there's a very specific um, zone that Buffalo lies in, especially like county lines. And it gives you um, the opportunity to not have to like file under certain um, corporation laws or whatever the case is and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I was in that collection and I went from being, you know, a point caller, which is just the individual who contacts you initially to um, like six months later. Again, he tells me, yo, I got this vision. I'm going to go to California and be an actor. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you a dude from the hood from Buffalo. Like, you know how to make money. But why, what the fuck you mean you want to be an actor? And he goes, yeah, I want to be an actor. Like, that's been my dream. Like, and he's a funny ass dude. Like, comical, cracks jokes all day. Like, type stuff. But I didn't understand that because I never saw him as an actor. I mean, I saw him as a real person. <laughs> he was never acting with me, in my opinion. So I'm like, okay, cool. So you want to move right now? And he's like, yeah, you want to buy this company from me? So he goes, so, so I tell him I don't have the money for that. <laughs> I'm just going to chill with Isaac. And what? When dudes offer you businesses. Nah, so you see, I'm just, <laughs> this is what I didn't understand in high, and, <clears throat> until hindsight kicks in. And that's why they say hindsight is perfect vision, because you see more clearly. I wasn't thinking clearly. I was dealing with a shit ton of depression. And yeah. what depression does is that it fogs up your mind and above fogging up that your means mind. You need you make, a crazy boogie. Next and, to you, it makes man. you make, makes you make horrible decisions. So I was making horrible decisions. I had people offering me opportunities and I was yeah. not allowing myself to take them. Yeah. So what I did was I went to the girl that I was dating at the time in Buffalo. And I told her, Hey, my boy is offering to sell me this company for X amount of money. The, and what he's given me is basically everything, which is the office space, the, the information, um, the rights to the information, more importantly. And on top of the rights, he's given me the space, the computers. He's literally giving me the business. He's literally giving you everything, like in a package. Yes. And I didn't understand that. But I did what I could in the moment for us to be able to capitalize it. So her father was in a position to be able to help her. So she bought the company under her name. And what the thing was would be she would work her full-time job and then I would run it. And it became that. So I went from being the point caller, the first person you called to basically the co-owner and fucking manager and collector and everything. And I had to learn payroll and I had to learn the ins and outs of, of what running a business was. And even if we didn't have 50 employees, it got to a point where we had maybe six, seven employees and I had to know where the money was going and why it was going there. And we weren't successful in it, but it's because we weren't successful, me and the girl that I was with. And that started with myself and it started with her. Neither one of us, even though I had a business mindset I was still dealing with a lot of depression. She was unhappy with herself. And two unhappy people can't do happy things, regardless of how hard you try. It's going to seem so goddamn difficult. Yeah. Until you are happy, then everything seems like it's 
easy and it just happens like success. So talk to me because I think it was a few weeks ago. Justin, let me see some of the uh, photos. Um, talk to sorry. me about sorry for stretching, guys. Fire mask that you just did of the logo. This 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 one, and there's also the one oh, yeah. with the actual brain on it. Um, this shit gives me like what is, uh, like WC WCW vibes. I was gonna say this is Mad Macho Man of me. Like if this is like retro old school, like. <laughs> So that is definitely, that is definitely, before, I don't know, I can't see what people are saying, but, but like, it was definitely, oh, I see it now. It was definitely, um, you know, in the vein of that, the true inspiration behind that logo, that's a logo I did myself. Um, so a part of my 10-year process has been teaching myself, like, a little bit of how to create designs. Yeah. After me and Jevin, like, broke up in our partnership, as it was, um, I had no designer and I wasn't putting out the energy to attract another one. So a part, uh, one of the things that we always had an issue with is that like, as he was creating his designs and again, he started out as not being a graphic designer. And then within a semester, basically taught himself how to do it backwards, like the ass backwards way, no disrespect. It was really hard, basically what he was doing. And then eventually he learned how to do it way easier, but he wasn't a graphic designer. He taught himself how to be a graphic designer. So he would be mad that I would be looking over his shoulder and asking him questions as to what exactly he would be doing, why a line is created, why this shading is here. And he felt like that should be his secret in a way. And I was mad about that. Mm. And that created this, you know, this clash. And eventually it became this rift where I became unhappy because as, as it being my baby, I'm putting all the money in, I'm promoting it. I feel like people are buying it because it's, it's coming from me, obviously. Like, I'm the one that people are buying into. And it became like, if I'm doing 40 things and you're doing one thing, how can you feel like we're equal partners? And that goes back to any relationship with a man, with a woman, with whatever, with, with a business. If, if one person feels outweighed, then they're going to feel like the, the balance is uneven. Mm -hmm. And that's what usually causes the end of a relationship. That's, and so that's, that's just how me and Crazy's relationship always been. Yeah, always. Bro, we've been fighting I, for like 30 years, honestly. I, and me and Francis. all the work. Me and Francis. all the, the work. Same. And Crazy gets all the credit. You know, that's just, that's just, uh, the creativity comes from here. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Crazy just well, shows up for the party. Right here. That's true. Or maybe back <laughs> here. But, you know, right there. That's accurate. But, um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm the I'm the cuter one. That's all. That's what it is. That's basically what it is. So you have mentioned an interesting, uh, inter uh, interesting, interesting word. Um, I use yeah. it all the time. Well, growing, I, like I grew, well, we I grew up in East Harlem. Yeah, I grew up in East Harlem and watched that. So, um, word. And it's the N word. I'm not gonna say it on the air. Oh, come on. Um, so basically, this conversation came about me and Crazy Off Air. Um, for a while now, I've been trying to remove it out of my vocabulary. But it, it doesn't take me that long. It don't take me two years. And I'll get to the two years reference in a second. Um, it's just I've been checking myself. I just feel like... That's what that was, honestly. That's the funny thing. There's no, there's no need for the word. In, in, in my sense, you know. Yeah, I feel like well, the thing is that we, we realize that, like, 
you know, even though we grew up in a time that for us, it was like that was naturally part of our vocabulary. We, we realized that there's like other energy that's attached to that word. And then we got a kind of, we were having a conversation about this and we found out that we, one of, one of another uh, homie of Shout our, out to Max. Um, is having issues uh, with, with doing that, which is Papa John. Um, oh, yes. Papa John, uh, he said that he, he's been trying for the last two years to get rid of this N-word in my vocabulary. Absolutely. A word that took him 50 some odd years to build up the courage to say in that public status. <laughs> now, I think what I, I think what that revealed about Papa John is that he uses that shit more often than than, than he let than we than we knew. It, and that's it, the point. Yeah. Ask yeah. questions. Always yo, ask questions. Yo, I think we need to ask Papa John who he's calling the N-word all the time. That's why it's funny that you asked me the question about QAnon because it, and it, it connects like I was about to go back to like to my original story. So when I started working in the clothing store, one of the shirts that I saw was from a brand called Black Scale, which was a brand that ASAP Rocky used to push a lot back in the day. Yeah, I and that. yeah, of course. And it was ingrained in us. How could you not remember it if you saw hip hop at that point in time? So what I remember about Black Scale is that obviously the imagery was was uh, dark, but beyond dark it was satanic so i remember working in the clothing store you would have the opportunity to see seasons future so you would see one to two seasons in the future if you went to um, trade shows like agenda or magic which i I had the chance to to visit a few you would see future seasons again so with black scale um i would see the shit and not believe it and then it would come in and i would be like oh this is real so one of the things would be like, you know how T-shirts have stuff on the sleeve? They had a T-shirt that had FFF on the sleeve. You know what that significance is? No. no. All right, cool. So if you, if you count in the letters of the alphabet, if you believe in numerology, or even if you just it's put two and two together. Is it 27, 26, crazy? No. Uh, FFF is, uh, what is the sixth letter of the alphabet? So that means that the sleeve says 666. So what you're representing subconsciously, subliminally, without even without even noticing it, is that you're wearing the mark of the beast on your your sleeve and you're walking around like that. Now, another thing that I saw that scared me more than that was they made a white T-shirt and I think it was a black T-shirt. I don't know if it came in other colors. But what it was, was a screen printed um, certificate, like something like a diploma that you get. And what it was, was a blood oath. And so it literally was a contract for you to sell your soul to the devil on the T-shirt. And, and when I saw that, I was like, whoa. So all this shit about Illuminati and all that other bullshit, wait, they're actually still like really feeding us this, even in, in a more upfront way it's not being subliminal anymore it's here's a t-shirt with a contract for you to sell your soul and you wear it and even if you're not thinking you're doing it what you're doing is you're selling your soul and wearing this 30 dollars t-shirt and what the negativity that will come to you from wearing this 30 dollars t-shirt you have no idea what it might be now if you are dealing with negativity you might be like shit i do really want to sell my soul to the devil and then that's when attracts that negativity 
Now, if you're just wearing it because it's just a stupid T-shirt with that type of messaging on it and you don't feel that way, then what you're going to get probably is some random negativity coming your way, whether it's a Christian that sees it and be like, yo, what the fuck do you have on? Whether it's whatever, it's going to come in some sort of fashion because you're expressing negativity and what you're expressing on yourself. And that's why I started the brand overall, because I got sick of having to wear. Um, I, I, I would wear trendy shit like 10 deep, like, um, I don't know, a bunch of graphic T-shirts and shit, naked, like, naked bro, girls. How much, whatever was... you, how much would you, of that would you say is like sensationalism, right? Like how much, of it, how much of it is just people creating brands with satanic imagery for the okay. sake for the sake of being sensational. You, you know grew up I mean? listening to hip hop? Of course, of course. You grew up listening to DMX? Yeah, of course I did. How old do you know this respect? 34. Perfect. You grew up listening to Eminem? Yeah. yeah. You, listen to, you listen to Tupac? Yes. Uh, probably any uh, artist that you ask me, I'm gonna say yes, so yes. Exactly, so before I mention another artist, did any of these men that I mentioned ever make a song where they said the words, I sold my soul? Probably. I sold my soul for material wishes, Tupac. Yeah. Okay. DMX got songs called Damien, where the omen, the omen, X, Y, and Z, where he's literally talking to the devil. Yeah. And even though he got the prayer, he still has those songs where he's specifically talking to the devil. Eminem has songs, uh, Ken Kinnett from Connecticut, those type yeah. of skits. That's his alter ego is his, his demonic side. That's why he's talking about like molestation and sodomy and weird shit like that. Because Eminem is Marshall Mathers and Ken Kniff is, is sadistic and demonic. So when- That's Rick when, boy. Rick loves Eminem. I, I, do. I love Eminem too. I love Eminem that I grew up on. Rap because the Eminem that is now is not the same man. And no. I respect that. I don't need to listen to his music now because he got all the money he needs. He don't need me as a consumer. Neither does Jay-Z, neither does... Well, Jay has a different message, and, and I respect Jay's message at the moment, at least. I don't think, and I agree with everything that he does, but I do, especially with the last song, what it feels like with Nip, I understand a lot of what he's doing with that song, and it goes a lot further than making a song with a man that just passed away to capitalize on his death, in my opinion. I feel like uh, the reason why I say Jay-Z is because he got to a point where after he left The Rock and he was president of Def Jam, where I was like, he's in a space where he won't be able to creatively give me something, you know? Really? Yeah. For example, uh, uh, what's the name of the album with uh, Show Me What You Got? What's the name? Oh, uh, the, 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 yeah. Okay, so the energy he, he was putting out at that time wasn't was concurrent like, with your energy. He just, he just, at that point, I was like, you, you made your money. Um, I don't, I don't feel the. I get what you're saying, but me and you are in different world, different plane. Now, after that, he switched up and he was more like, "Let me show you how I did this or how I'm at where I'm at." That's where I was like, "Okay, yep, over his back." So I was always there though, but you, you write in the commercialism of it, but that, you know what that is though? That's an artist having been a slave trying to free himself. Well, he's definitely he to, free now. He had to move. He had to move a different way in order to get to where he needed to be. The, he had to release himself from the shackles that were 
someone else owning his masters. So when he was able to go to Rock to, to Live Nation, create Live Nation, uh, Rock Nation, get that type of money, be able to purchase his masters back, um, you know, start his streaming service, start a liquor brand, and be able to sell it for billions of dollars at the moment. Like he was truly different. Is the Illuminati? It's not about Illuminati. It's about vision, and and his vision was was billion, and he just attained that. So what's the what's his next vision? We don't know because he hasn't shown it to us. We only see what he gives us. And the point of of me bringing up the song of like what it feels like is like he made a song with Nipsey Hussle. If you know Nipsey Hussle, yeah, he he owned quote unquote his masters. Therefore, if you make a song with Jay-Z, you have to get your masters, you know, you have to get that cleared. Yeah. So if he did it for free, he might have paid the estate of Nipsey Hussle to do that song. Um, I don't know the, you know, the terms of a featured artist, but in giving his voice to Nipsey, he's allowing Nipsey's estate to make the money off of this song. If you notice the, the streams of this song, might not be that high on YouTube. This song has less than 2 million views right now. But if you listen to this song, the energy that he's actually trying to expel both Nipsey and Jay, if you listen to the words are ridiculous. Like when I seven million streams on yeah, under two mil at the moment. And, and I wish you could stream this song on at the moment, just so people can understand like what Nipsey is talking about is, is, haven't experienced something and what jay is talking about is what he is experiencing like nip says uh uh looking at my wrist in my six you know looking at the uh proceeds of my rap figures like he's 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 a, he's proud of what he's accomplished at the uh, thus far basically because unfortunately he didn't see that type of future where he's gonna reap the benefits from what he was able to accomplish what Jay's talking about in that song is I'm selling weed in the open. I'm giving jobs to ex felons. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And it's exactly what he's doing at the moment. Like a lot of people don't know either through sheer ignorance or because they don't want to know that Jay Z has a marijuana company that he launched, like that you can basically buy stock for this company and become an investor in it. Absolutely. And, and that's and that's a part of why you don't know or didn't know that Jay-Z had a weed company because they don't want you to buy into Jay-Z and they don't want you to buy into his stock so that your value grows as his value grows. And that's what Jay-Z understands in a way, at he least in my opinion. launched an app that um, allows you to build your credit. What's um, it called? Self? Uh, no, it allows you to build your credit. Like if you subscribe to certain apps which leads us into the Netflix argument. <clears throat> if you subscribe to certain apps and you're on the app that Jay-Z created, when you make your payments on time or when you pay for everything, it goes to your credit score. So he also launched that. But That's Netflix dope. is testing a program now. Jayla, do you pay for your Netflix? No, it comes with my T-Mobile account. Oh, that's good. So you pay for your Netflix. So you pay for your Netflix. Come on. You pay for it. Well, I mean, yeah, but not like not separate accounts. Like it's a it's a like I got it with my phone plans. I have it with T Mobile too. We overpay for Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Do you is that your 
Okay. Mine is not That's mine. that. I share it with Rick face. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. I got other no, sources for that. You got other sources. Mine is my wife. <laughs> so. Um, I actually don't have any. I don't. Uh, Netflix is cracking them. down on multiple password users. Yo. Um, As they should. So, New York Times. But they Times. became like low key famous well, for that. They even kidding. joke around about it. Like. Nah. I've seen Netflix. I've seen Netflix on IG. Like, you know how they have like Netflix family and called the Netflix. Like they have the line, you like their little pages, but they're all still a Netflix brand. But they all joke around about it. Yo. They I got feel... little comedy sketch girls over there. Netflix, Netflix family is not is not give your mans and them your password. That's <laughs> yeah. not the same. Yo, uh, and that's what they're trying to crack down on. That's my family. Yeah, metaphorically, nah, spiritually, and so yes. I think that they should. I think they should honor that. I think that like, my, listen, um, my boy will, my boy the Pope will, don't honor not, same sex unions. Well, listen, same sex marriages. Excuse me. My boy will is one of was one of my spiritual uh, soulmates, and he he shares <laughs> his he shares his Netflix password with me. Who am I to deny him that? Like, I feel like we. Would you be offended though if one day when you went to stream your favorite episode of like I don't know The Office? The, I was gonna you can't because it's off Netflix. Um, I want to watch. I don't know. So when you go to I don't want to second guess you. So when you go to watch your favorite episode on Netflix, would you be mad if it asked you for a six digit code that only your best friend and your soulmate has access to it? He's not right, in the crib right now. He's gonna give it. He's gonna give it up anyway. But I'm just saying. <laughs> How about if his phone is dead? And it like died right now. Well, then you gonna and, have to wait for your Netflix code for tomorrow. Exactly, and that's what they're trying. That's what they're trying to create. You know what Netflix is trying to do with that? They're trying to create a disruption. They're trying to. That, yeah. They're I, not. They're not trying to. They're not trying to lose viewership. They're trying to gain viewership because they what they want is to be able to have be like, me. Let's say Rick. Let's say Jayla. Let's say Craze. And I don't want to miss anybody. Who Justin and my man Justin. They want every single one of us to yeah, have a Netflix account, account and yeah. then some. Fuck that. <laughs> and I respect you. That's that's we can it, have a community that's, ones. That's they then there's gonna cost more. It's not gonna cost eight ninety nine. It should cost and that's, no, there is that's one. what you gotta uh, understand. Well, this it's world, gonna be like, this, it's this, like Apple is, though. I don't think it's it's just, I don't just think like it Apple. Apple, crazy, if you want Apple music for yourself, is nine ninety nine a month. And if you yeah. want a family shared plan, you pay fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. I hear y'all. And, and crazy. Let me tell you, bro. Y'all, y'all I, very. I got, y'all talking very capitalist right now. I'm talking about. It's not capitalist, bro. It's let me tell you. I got a lot of love for you. So if, if no. no disrespect, but I'm able to teach you this lesson now. Tell then me. Then it might. And you might go so fucking far in life right now. Teach me, yo, bro. This world is set up to mind fuck you, right? Yeah. It's your job to get the first nut. I think you're doing a little bit of that shit yourself, bro. I don't know. Because I, I need you to question everything yeah. in the I right way. I'm questioning you right now. You're Why? talking about not getting me free Netflix. I, I I subscribe to free Netflix, free the Netflix, free uh, HBO Max, too. I, I fuck you with want, that. Amazon Prime, you know, you could go either way. Bro, these guys, look, look. Jeff Bezos what do you mean by free, is free a Netflix? billionaire. And Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bezos also left the company that made him a billionaire. And he also sold Billions of dollars worth of his own stock year after year in order to make that's, himself a true billionaire. So that's what, what I'm saying. What, what what the fuck is? Why the fuck do I need to give him uh, fifty nine ninety nine a year? You're not giving him anything because he doesn't he run the company anymore. The the entity of Amazon. 
And the Amazon, they're good. They'd be all right without my fifty nine ninety nine. For um, what? For Echo? For for a streaming service? I don't have any of that. Great. You still got a device though. Huh? No, I I don't have any <laughs> Amazon products in my home. I say you still got a device though. Okay. Alexa, Amazon Prime. Yes. Like you still got a device. <laughs> I'm, I'm fuck, you feel like I'm mindfucking. <laughs> I think you did, bro. Without my consent. Without my consent. Without my consent, too. Um, All right, why don't you have an Amazon Echo? Them shits is fine. I don't, I, I'd rather not have like a recording device the whole time. All the time. I but, know you I gotta, but, you, but you got a device. No, I know I, I know I, I have it some of the time and I take precautions with mine. So what, what do things, you do? You turn your phone off? All, all, all the time that you're talking I, I, without talking on it? I have, I have my own protocols, Isaac. I, you got I an iPhone? For, I, work for, I work for the government, sir. You got an iPhone? <laughs> you got an iPhone? Yeah. You I take do. the battery out? <laughs> yeah. You take the battery out of an iPhone? Yeah, That's yeah. fire. I, fucking, I, I take it apart every you, night, bro. Every, you every single it. night, right. I take my iPhone apart. And I fucking put it back and together. Listen, it every morning. If my hair, if my hair wasn't blue right now, I would tip my cap to you. So here you go. There you sir. go. You did. You took your cap to me. Exactly, because I got to give you that type of respect. If you take the battery out of your iPhone every night, so that every the government night. don't no, no, record no, no. Not the battery. your conversation. Not the battery. I dismantle the shit every night. And I- <laughs> That's even better. You were fucking. You were industrial engineer, my brother. You could be. You could be designing power plants. I got you. No, so what you want to do? J J Lo and A Rod, talk to me, H. They well, I thought they broke up, but um, they back together. <laughs> TMZ oh. reporting today, keeping their kids happy is a key. The distraction of J Lo and A Rod continues on the relationship. Yeah, I, I love that distraction. That's you know what my favorite team. part about it is? They went to DR, where it's gonna bring more tourism in the <laughs> middle of COVID. And then the second wave of COVID is going to make so many more Dominicans entire, sick. It's going to be fucking great. The entire United States is is uh, worried about Harry and Meghan Markle. I'm worried yeah, about I'm worried about be. I'm worried about Bronx royalty. Uh, <laughs> J Lo and A Rod. Nah, bro. You know why? You know why you should care about Meghan Markle because it shows you something that in the royal family, as much as you thought there was no racism or the thought of racism, what? Quote unquote, quote unquote. Of course, everybody knew because every when everybody says that's not in their character about like the the, the fucking January 6th riots and shit, like of course it's in their character because look at the people who did it, obviously. So the point is, uh, Meghan Markle is America's you know queen or princess at this point, um, and we should embrace it. Why? Because you know, people went against her for her color, her skin, and her child, and that child didn't deserve that. So she should be embraced with the most positivity right now. But and Chris not, was correct and I, and because Harry did dress yeah. as a Nazi. Who? Harry. Is it Harry's her husband, right? Harry. Yeah. yeah Harry. And, and and his and his uh uh was I don't know how you say French uh apologize in Latin or most other languages, but his apology to the world was, you know, marrying and having a child with a beautiful black woman, a beautiful mixed black woman. That's a hell of an apology. And that's the that's the ultimate apology because his father, what he did was married outside of royalty into a, a beautiful woman from I forget where yeah. Diana was I'm from. Not, and I'm the reason why it didn't work out isn't because Diana and him didn't work out, is because his family was like, yo, she's trash. 
she's not royalty. Why are you still married to her? And what he did was he broke up with her and he got back with the other chick that he was with before he was with Diana, who was royalty, who's basically his own cousin. And they're married to this day in a beautiful union. And that's why yeah, you that's control true. this racism in the royal family. No, but that's why I say she needs to be embraced with some positivity. I'm not Bro, saying not to I'm, give it to J Lo in. Um, that's what I'm and, saying. And, I'm, I'm saying that, I'm saying that Meghan Markle and and Prince Harry, they have a whole country that is tuning in and making sure that they are right. I want to make sure J Lo is okay. You call them a she, distraction though. She, she's she's Bronx royalty. That's what I'm saying. When we come, we're talking about distractions. I choose those. I choose that one. You think J Lo's Bronx royalty? I mean, she is. What's uh, J-Lo doing so. in the Bronx? I don't know. But she's from the what is what's Megan Markle doing anywhere? I don't know. <laughs> she moved back, she moved back to America after after having lived in England as royalty. What do you mean? No, J-Lo thinks I think she got a condo in the Bronx somewhere. I, I really don't know, bro. Uh what I'm saying is that they're both uh equally dope women that deserve our support and attention right now. I respect that comment in full. Boom. There you go. What? J-Lo wow. is Bronx my royalty my, because my everywhere she thing. goes, she brings the Bronx royalty. Nah, J-Lo is so. Boca, Boca Raton she bring, No, no, not J-Lo. 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 Not, ain't nobody talking about J-Lo. J-Lo right brings now. her character everywhere she goes. She doesn't bring the Bronx. She brings the person that she is. Yeah. When but, you say you can't take, you could take somebody out the hood, but you can't take the hood out of them. You don't take out the hood. You take out their instincts and you take out the things that they learned. And that's what they claim is the hood. The hood is not instincts. Instincts are what people are supposed to have in order to survive. And so J-Lo learned those instincts and was able to survive to the point that she is trying to be a billionaire in her own right. She's Bronx Royal. And she will be a billionaire. Yep. But she, she, is, uh, she is greater than that. So can we talk about the blood money that was given to George Floyd's family? Damn, that's a bold statement, blood money. I actually like the, the, the way that that's worded because it's... It, it's a hard thing to call it blood money because he didn't um, bleed necessarily. You could call it um, breathless money. It was murder. Murder. Yeah, but so blood money they, basically is money to that buy comes from death, obviously. Minnesota, they're trying to buy, you know, good points. They, they, yeah. you know, and, and also, uh, uh, where is this article from? CBS News should be ashamed of themselves because the way they, they market the article is the biggest settlement ever given. Nobody gives a fuck about it being the biggest settlement ever. Nobody None of that is going to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. He's dead. And I'm pretty sure his family, yeah, they took that $27 million, but they'd rather have Floyd back. They'd rather have justice for Floyd. So They'd rather have, have him left back in that car when, they, when he made those offices uncomfortable enough to pull him out of the car. Yeah. So um, I always hate when they report the amount to try to make it seem like yo everything distraction good. everything's distraction. Good. Don't worry don't worry it's a mind fuck because they were honestly not gonna charge this man with murder was it murder three not- craze no they, they were they they were able to put it back they on. just changed the charges I believe in court so the thing is the reason why I, I don't want to tell everything but basically this man is only gonna be convicted if we will it and I'm not talking about marching I'm talking about will if we say he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life, that's what's going to happen mentally. Not he's going to be acquitted like everybody else, because that's exactly what's going to happen. If everybody has the sentiment of he's going to be acquitted, he will be acquitted. If everybody thinks he's going to be in prison forever, 
it will happen regardless of who's in the street. Yeah, they were trying to have manslaughter counts only, um, but they're putting murder three or murder two back on the table. So, but the reason why people feel that way is because honestly, the way I'm seeing it is officer killed a black man. Officers never get reprimanded. So what you're saying is this, thinking like this is the worst way to think about it. He's probably going to get fired. He's probably going to do four or five years and then he's probably going to be out. That's what he was fired already. But yeah, but this yeah, is when fired. this is what normal people are thinking is going to happen. Instead of thinking this man needs to go to jail for the rest of his life. I mean, when you see them all be let out on bail, it's a little bit difficult because then yeah. you're constantly seeing what you've been seeing. But that's that that's what's going to feed into the mentality of, oh, they're just going to all be acquitted. That's the point. How do you, you feel don't, about this craze? My, my you don't allow it. It's not going to happen. I mean, in terms of how do I feel about it? Whether I, I think the outcome is, I think it is about energy. I think is is how how much uh, people push them. To be honest, I think that there needs to be like some accountability too. Like I feel like that energy of like keeping making sure that people know that there there's people kind of like waiting to see this this outcome and that that the the energy is that yo we need to do something about it and kind of send a message. But what I think that what you're saying, Rick, is like as like the the person that I am, you know, the I want to see it be one way, but based on like evidence, you're kind of like, damn, you know, I just hope, I just hope. Exactly. I just hope it's not what I, you know, what I, what we've seen before because of like what, you know, qualified immunity and shit like that. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be hoping that he does get, you know, let off, let's say, or or whatever the case, whatever that means, you know? Do you want to see this officer go to jail as bad as you wanted to see OJ get off? I don't know. I didn't really, you know, I didn't have that investment in OJ, to be honest. I feel but like at the we time, were young. I really know. What I'm saying is... That's Which the, time? That's just... Because <laughs> I definitely... Like, talk about the murder OJ one. To, oh, damn. Um, um, murder OJ. There's a lot of people that wanted OJ to be not guilty. Not because of course, and believe. that's why he was not guilty, my brother. That's my whole but point. But that's the type yeah. of energy what I'm saying that we need to transfer into this. Yeah, but like this oh. officer needs to go to jail. It's not only about energy because positive energy and negative energy comes regardless. It's also about the way you're wording it. Yeah. Because you got to be specific in what you're asking for. That's how the law of attraction works. Yeah. I asked for a successful clothing brand, which I got, but then I didn't keep asking for things and my depression allowed I allowed my depression to help me withdraw mm-hmm. and every time I withdrew I felt like a relationship will hold me back I feel like x y and z will hold me back never taking myself accountable for myself and that's what most people don't do they're not taking themselves accountable so when I finally did then I would learn something new and when I learned something new then I felt like I would grow and that's kind of why I'm back doing clothes after 10 years and it goes back to Francis because you know he one day we was having a conversation and he was talking about different brands he's collaborating with and I'm like why don't we collaborate he's like what are you doing in clothing right now Mm -hmm. and he used the phrase right now he didn't say what have you done he said right now so I was like whoa you're right I'm not doing anything right now because I was working this cushy job that had me traveling around the country and you know I was making more money during Trump's era, I was, you know, the most successful I've ever been as an individual. 
but it wasn't fulfilling me as happy as I was because it wasn't building me and myself and my brand. It was me helping somebody else build their company. And ultimately I got hit by a car, coronavirus happened and all these things that all these accomplishments that I had set up for this company, none of it was worth anything but a bunch of pictures. And here I am back again with my own brand, knowing and feeling like Universal Mindfuck is everything that it will be. And it was, and it's going to get to that again. So I want to thank you guys for taking the time to be on the show today. Isaac, my brother, I truly appreciate, appreciate you. you sharing your story and sharing your brand. Oh, yeah. UMF clothing at Instagram is his IG. Give us the website again. Yeah. Uh, Universalmindfuck.com or I made it.com. I spelled it I E Y E. Uh, M-A-D-E-I-T.com. And hopefully after this coronavirus thing is over, we can go to the Bronx Brewery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chop it up. Oh, my God. The stories. The stories. Uh, oh, baby. We'll see you soon, bro. We got we to gotta go send everybody to cop some T-shirts. you have T-shirts up now? Yes. Uh, yeah. The shirts, yeah. hoodies, really and like the masks. That, I like, really like the masks. brain design and like... Yeah, the, the masks are fire. That hoodie was fire. Yeah, too. that... that um, like that... Uh, I guess retro '80s kind of like design. Fucking I appreciate fire. that. Love the look, love the colors, bro. Thank you look, again. Look at that! I like that logo. There's a little inside the brain too. Yeah, it's always subliminal stuff, always because I want you to question. Hey, let's go. Next week will be our 90th episode. I see you. I see you. See you on the other side of the eye, bro. <laughs> always ask if questions. You, if you have any 90 day fiance recommendations in DR, Yo, let me know. We need a bunch. Next I got, week. I'm Dominican. I think, so I got Mac I think all of our guests have to send one request. Like, you have to send one recommendation. recommendation. Your uh, cousin. I got you. I got like 12 uh, cousins. I'm making the ones that ask you for sneakers when you go to DR, like exactly. down the What that's size, Jayla, what size foot you want right now? That's the one. That's the one. Next over, week will be all about Jayla and her 90-day journey. Let's Crazy go. and I have a few candidates already. We will discuss them live. live. Ivan and Tommy Episode 98. We're pulling up the Facebook. Let's Ivan go. and Tommy submitted too. So Did we'll they really? The yes. Oh, my goodness. Ready. I'm hitting up everybody. Tyler Ramirez. Jay Ramirez, everybody. Think Riddell. positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. You can find me my Dominican finally. You're going to get what you deserve. Exactly. Exactly. And then some. You heard? And I'm not talking about my Keep, keep exuding that queen energy. That's going to get me and Crace paid also. Exactly. <laughs> we all eating, bro. You help me. I help you. You know it's a team effort. That's how we do it. That's how we oh, do man. it. Much love and oh, respect. Man. I'll Management. see you all next week. <laughs>